All right, welcome back to another episode of the Black Bullion Show. By the end of this video, I will have given you three major countries that engaged in gold confiscation in the last century. Who are they? Well, find out shortly. But first, if you're new to this channel, please hit that big red subscribe button right down below. Also, please hit the like button. It helps to get this economic evangelism right on out there to the masses to bring more people into precious metals. Okay, so uh, we'll start with our obvious favorite, the United States. Um, that's the one that we always tend to talk about when it comes to gold confiscation. And uh, with the United States, uh, President Roosevelt signed into law Executive Order 6102 on April 5th of uh, 1993. Uh, during this time, he forbade the, uh, the private hoarding of gold coins, bullion, certificates um, in the continental United States. Now, Americans uh, had to take their gold to a bank and exchange it for $20.67 um, an ounce of whatever gold that they had. Now, the interesting thing is that several months later, uh, he raised the price of gold to $35 an ounce, um, meaning that the dollars that uh, the old gold owners received in exchange for the gold that they gave to the bank was devalued by 40%. Um, now, that is some cold mess right there. Just imagine you saying like, all right, well, you know, just $20. It's the same amount that I had in gold. That's fine. And then realizing that rope-a-dope that, uh, you know, your government, you know, just did to you. So, um, you know, and the reason why this essentially was done, you know, why Roosevelt thought that this was a good idea was because the dollar needed to be devalued um, so that he could pay for, um, you know, pretty much all the programs and, you know, uh, to stem the tide of the fallout of the, of the Great Depression. Um, so he had to increase the money supply and the only way to do that was to devalue the dollar. Um, next, we'll have we have a, a you know another um, country that kind of did the same thing, um, devaluing the dollar, but we'll get to that soon. But just to end this off, uh, it wasn't really until January first, January first of nineteen seventy five, under President Ford, that uh, U.S. citizens were then able to. Uh, it was made legal for them to own gold, uh, more than a hundred dollars uh, worth of gold again. So they had to wait until 1975, uh, pretty much. So that's roughly around uh, 42 years, which is insane. Uh, the next country we have on the list is drumroll, please. It is the great country of Australia. So. Australia did their deed in 1959 um, as a part of the Banking Act, where the governor could seize uh, gold if he thought it was, and I quote, um, expedient <clears throat> uh, uh, so to do for the protection of currency. So basically, same thing as the United States, just a different country. Uh, check this out. Just a quick quote from this article. 
The country's treasurer stated in a press release that followed all gold other uh, than rock gold and coins to a limited extent had to be delivered to the Reserve Bank of Australia within one month of its uh, coming into a person's possession. The law also said you weren't allowed to sell gold except to the Reserve Bank of Australia, um, their central bank, nor could you export any gold, uh, send it outside the country um, without the bank's permission. While it is unclear whether or not the country moved ahead with active seizures or you know, just uh, how many citizens complied, the law still destroyed the local private gold market overnight. Like the US, this rule wasn't short-lived either. Reports indicate it stayed on the books uh, until 1976, a full 17 years before being quote-unquote suspended. Now lastly, you guys might have gotten a sneak peek earlier in this video, we have Great Britain. Now, Great um, Britain committed its sin in 1966. Uh, and basically the idea was that you were only allowed to own four precious metals coins, which just seems kind of odd. Why four? <laughs> you know, um, but essentially imports of gold coins were blocked. And if you wanted to own more precious metals, you actually had to apply to be uh, become a collector um, of, of these coins. And this law uh, lasted until 1979. Uh, this article here actually notes that at that time, gold was not a part of um, Great Britain's monetary system, yet gold was still confiscated anyway. Now, um, with all of these scenarios, the interesting thing is that jewelry was left out of the picture. Now, um, I'm not sure when this particular video will come out and when the next video or the, when the video I'm going to refer to is going to come out. Um, but I did a video about Monet and how, you know, they're bringing um, investment grade jewelry, uh, you know, back to the jewelry industry. And they actually could be an alternative for those of you who are concerned about the possibility of seizure. Um, obviously, you can get other kinds of jewelry, you know, depending on where you are. Say, for example, if you're in India or somewhere, you can probably get that investment grade jewelry, that pure stuff, um, pretty easily. You don't have to rely on a, on a, on a company like Monet. Uh, but for those of us who are basically forced to deal with 18 karat, 14 karat, and all those crazy markups that they put on that impure, um, on the impure jewelry, you know, it's a it's a it's a possibility there. Um, but I mean, it, you know, as far as diversification for um, metals concerned another thing you can also take in consideration is um, you know non-bank vaults so I've also done a video about non-bank vaults as well um, I'll try to uh, maybe add that video to the end of this video or maybe that Monet video to the end of this video um, but if there are any other alternatives that you guys can think of let me know in the comments section below thanks again for watching really appreciate your views um, if you're new to the channel please hit that subscribe button down below also, please hit the like button. It's Black Bullion.